welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in John chapter 16, verse 4b through 15. When I say verse 4b, I mean the second half of verse 4. And this is one of those places in Scripture where I think the break comes in a funky spot. That is the man-made break that's meant to help us navigate the Bible better, which sometimes gets in the way. And I'm not going to get into it in this case, but just wanted to mention that for you to look at more deeply if you'd like. Before we jump into this text, I want to say thank you to the Family Leader for being our 2023 Daily Dose Devotion sponsor. You can learn more about the Family Leader in the announcements at the end of this devotion. And as always, thank you to the Family Leader for their support. Now before I read, I'll just remind you that in chapter 16 and the end of chapter 15, Jesus is talking to his disciples between the Last Supper on Thursday night and his arrest and betrayal, which will happen later that night. And he was just finishing up telling them that they're going to have the Holy Spirit come help them love in this way that he's calling them to love, to help them endure the persecution that is going to come. So we'll pick it up right there. Jesus says, I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you, but now I am going to him who sent me, and none of you asked me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Let's stop for a second right there. When Jesus says in verse 5 that no one asks me, where are you going? This is a troublesome passage because actually just in chapter 14, verse 5, in chapter 13, verse 36, both Peter and Thomas seem to ask that exact question. Where are you going? What does Jesus mean then? I mean, obviously John isn't that shoddy of a writer that he forgets what he wrote just a chapter ago. So this must be taken in a different sense than it was meant in chapter 13 and chapter 14. And based on some of the commentaries I've read, I'm inclined to believe that Jesus is saying, none of you ask me where are you going in terms of where will Jesus' final destination be, versus the way they asked the question in the earlier chapters, which was more akin to what's going to happen to me and what's going to happen to us after you leave. And maybe part of the reason that the disciples don't seem concerned about the details of where Jesus' final destination will be rests in the details that he lays out in verse 6. That is that their hearts are filled with sorrow. So they're not thinking about Jesus' final destination, how his leaving is going to affect him. They're thinking about themselves. Let's keep going in verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Now, in verse 9 and following, Jesus is going to unpack what he means by those three words, convicting the world of sin and righteousness and judgment. Let's check it out. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. That is to say that people who are in the world, just like Jesus talked about in chapter 15, not people who are like the disciples who were in the world, but have been called out of the world by Christ through faith in him, but people who are still in the world who do not have faith, the Spirit is going to convict them of sin. The sin that they're still guilty of, the sin that is not taken care of yet because they don't believe in Jesus. Verse 10, concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see see me no longer. So here I think Jesus is referring to the perfection that he lived, the righteous requirements of God's law, the moral perfection and the fact that he was never stained with the sin of Adam being born of a virgin conceived by the Holy Spirit. 
Jesus Christ is the only one on this earth who's ever walked in pure righteousness. And now he's going to be gone. So there's not going to be an example of perfection for them to follow, an, an example of righteousness for them to hold up and measure themselves against. So the Holy Spirit, the helper who will come after Jesus leaves, is going to convict the world of righteousness. And finally, verse 11, concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. So another thing the Holy Spirit is going to do is convict the world that there will be a judgment. The ruler of this world, Satan, is judged. Of course, that judgment hasn't been completed to its final fruition. But after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, Satan, the ruler of this world, is put on notice that you will lose, you will be judged, and the Holy Spirit is going to convict people of the world that judgment is coming. Now, there's a certain thread of hope that weaves through these convictions that the Holy Spirit is going to give to the world. If he's going to convict people of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, this implies that some of the people who are convicted of those things will turn from their worldly ways and put their faith in Christ. After all, the Holy Spirit isn't convicting the world of these things just for the sake of conviction, but so that by conviction, at least some of them will repent and turn to Jesus Christ. So not everybody who is of the world at the time of Jesus saying this is lost. Some of them will be saved by faith in Christ through the conviction of the Holy Spirit. In fact, if you are here today as a follower of Christ, you're one of those people who were called out of the world to faith in Christ by the conviction of the Holy Spirit around sin, righteousness, and judgment. That's pretty cool. Finally, wrapping this text up, Jesus says in verse 12, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. And here we see an incredible picture of the Trinity working together. The Father has everything. The Father has given everything to the Son, Jesus. Jesus has almost fully accomplished his earthly mission. And now the Holy Spirit will teach the remainder of the things that Jesus didn't get around to yet. The many things that he still has to say to his disciples, but that they cannot yet bear. The Holy Spirit's going to pick up the baton and carry forward the teaching of truth which Jesus was involved in, except through different means. One thing he's going to do is continue to instill truth in the hearts and minds of the early church fathers, those disciples who would scatter around and share the gospel and start the church. He's also going to inspire the Bible writers to write down truth about God. And the result of that is that we're here with Christian Crusaders doing the Daily Dose devotions, working through a Bible overview, studying the words of these writers that were inspired by God, the Holy Spirit, the result of which for centuries and centuries now has been, back to the first part of the text, people from the world turning to faith in Christ because the conviction and the teaching of the Holy Spirit after Christ left. Come back for more next time. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify podcasts or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, prayerfully consider supporting our ministry at ChristianCrusaders.org, where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, airing on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. 
We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.